And that is uh, Ringo Madlingozi and Kolelwa. And I have to mention, Mamprigale, before we introduce the topic, that uh, uh, that song was specially for you. I, I know how much you uh, you love oh. and adore Ringo oh, Madlingozi. I'm so happy. That's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome and thank you so much uh, for taking our call and Happy New Year to you. Thank you and same to you. Thank you. And that is uh, Mam Brigalia Bam, a member of the South African Electoral Commission. And uh, she was one of our first uh, commissions for ni- from 1997 and became the chair of commission uh, for 12 years, if not more, and has been involved in the pre-election monitoring of the African Union for several years, not just in South Africa. It's that time again uh, where general elections will be held in South Africa in 2019 to elect a new National Assembly and new provincial legislature and that comes with so much drama um, and, and this is a global phenomenon as we've seen in the US and uh, some of the countries that uh, recently held um, uh, elections and uh, that's what we're going to reflect on uh, this afternoon. You can join the conversation at SAFM Radio both on Twitter and Facebook, hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live and we also on WhatsApp uh, with uh, 0614-104-107 SMS is at 40938 charged at 150 and also Welcome your calls on 0891-104-207. Now, Mamprugale, this time comes um, at South Africa, for instance, is still grappling with a lot of um, the legacy of our past. And uh, whilst trying to navigate to towards the future, uh, what are the trends of, of elections across Africa? The trends are that, uh, unfortunately, in the continent of Africa in particular, have become a very uh, strong uh, source of conflict. Mm. The post-election processes have become a great challenge, uh, very much uh, in the continent, uh, acceptance of the results, uh, changes of the constitution, because most leaders in leadership are very reluctant uh, to stay on, and for most countries it has been 10 years in their constitution. And so it's a very new uh, kind of, of, of challenge, but not in some ways. And also our poverty situation and development situation has affected us greatly because most people who vote um, are hoping that they are leaders who come into power at a given time for five years. Mm. That whatever they do, and whatever will be their projects, they will fundamentally improve their lives. Mm. And so you have these disappointments and anxieties over people now, whether in fact the new kind of leadership that comes, people appointed. And in our situation, because of our electoral system, we have no say on the individuals, we have no say on the criteria of the people, The decisions are made entirely by a party, and we vote for a party. And so we wait with anxieties, which is Mm -hmm. true in most countries in the continent that use the system, not knowing who is now coming to govern and what kind of people are coming to the team. Do they have experience? Uh, Do they have commitment? Do they have any kind of vision? Uh, what is their ambition? Is the ambition, which is a human one, only the power and the resources and the honor? What do they bring to us? So we are getting a lot of those anxieties. Um, yes, indeed, 
people get excited because it's important that uh, we follow constitution, all mm. of us in our continent, and make sure that we go through the correct procedures that are acceptable globally for that. But that's been really the, 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 the concern. But I need to say that second interesting, amazing thing for us, not only just for the continent, but it's for the global world, it's the, it's the, it's the media. Mm. <laughs> we, we're going to talk extensively about media. I'd like us to discuss this when we talk about uh, the fake news that come with this period. Um, but just yes. drawing on what you just said, um, pre-1994, uh, the enemy was common to all. And, and now, yes. I mean, grappling with the issues of imbalance, of human rights, um, and, and how do we, uh, as, as citizens... Um, draw within the responsibility that comes with the ability to vote because there are a lot of promises now, uh, whether justified or not. Um, But it seems like people are just talking. Pockets of society haven't changed since 1994. You see, that has become uh, our area of anxiety across the board, I think, Mm. for us in our country, which is making our enthusiasm that we had in 1994. And in fact, it was still there in 1999 because we had been, uh, you know, gracious to say, well, let's give ourselves five years. Maybe something something great is going to happen. There are a lot of wonderful things that have happened. We need to say that in in our country and be positive about strengthening of the institutions. But there are also those things that have become so important in terms of human existence human rights uh, and the issues of poverty. You see, there's no mm. way people, as people sometimes say in a cynical way, people cannot eat democracy. Yeah. And uh, our great pride in South Africa for many years has been our elections and we were well run with many, many awards. That's fine. That's wonderful. And uh, the results being acceptable. Then what? Mm. So there is this disappointment, unfortunately, we expected because we were newcomers in democracy. We thought in 25 years, at least most people in our world, which really is in terms of what we have, in terms of the resources we have, we thought at least after 25 years, most people will be able to have food in their yeah. people. And most how much... How much interest is there from the global um, world, especially uh, elections that are going to impact on human lives for the next five years? Very much so. A lot of interest. You see, the interest in South Africa is, is, is very, I don't want to overstate it. I think it happens in other countries. But you see, because we had a person like Mandela, you see, this history of ours, in some ways, which is our great pride, has also become our burden. And this is something we need to understand as South Africans. And so the world that took us so seriously, too seriously, you know that. I can't describe the things Mm. that happened to this world because of Mandela, who he was uh, to the world, and many things that have never happened to any other leader in the world. Just simple things like, not so simple, inauguration, where still Mandela had the highest numbers ever of heads of state. Sure. His funeral. So 
And because of that, the, the, the world doesn't forget us. They watch everything we do. Mm. They are watching everything we do. Yes, let's see now which leader are they going to bring. It's, it's really because of that. I am not trying to say that we are like the United States. Please. Mm. We're not like the UK where there's a lot of focus on, on, on Trump. We're not uh, UK on May or like the US. But we have a special place globally. And so people watch us during elections. They watch us carefully. They so, are watching, are they going to do it well? Yeah. What What kind of parties? What kind of manifestos? What is it that... How do we deal with corruption? Uh, we are also anxious ourselves about the new parties. What are they going to tell us? Their manifestos. Mm. What kind of people are they going to choose for us? So those are some of our anxieties, but not only coming from from just uh, us South Africans, but they are coming from other people from the continent. You will never be amazed talking how we about, are watched. Mm. Talking about the, the electoral system, uh, does it work post-democracy um, that we still have a system where the party itself will be the one choosing on behalf um, or on behalf of the country, uh, that we don't have an individual that will sell their vision so that we buy into their vision, it will be easier uh, when the vision is not realized, it's not implemented uh, for communities to say, I mean, you promised and you didn't deliver. Does this system work? For, for, for South Africa and where we are now for us, with our current challenges. Historically, because of who we are and where we came from, that was the best system we could have. It, it, because we didn't know each other. We lived in many different worlds within one world. Mm. We were different human beings within the same world. Some of us recognized as real human beings. The others, not so much. And so because of that history, this system was the best for us. Because we didn't know each other globally. We didn't even have what we would call standards mm. for a country. All at that time we were focusing on was to liberate this nation and that we become human beings with dignity and honor. And that was as simple as all that. But now, having said that, it's clear now that the people of South Africa, the same people, we all liked the system. It worked well. But within a very short time, 25 years, by the way, in terms of elections is a very short time because uh, many countries around the world, you know, will spend many years before they think of changing the system. Mm. But with us, because of the kind of people we are, people are already restless about the system. They would like now that the decision of a leader and the criteria of a leader must not only be the right given to a party that chooses the person and simple tell us that we are bringing you so and so because we don't have a, a we don't have a system that can question the candidate mm. but that's we simple accept what is given to us what is even worse we don't even have a system whereby there is a general criteria sure. um, that is globally acceptable by all the parties that these are the kind of people that we need and it is clear that now South Africans, South Africans now clear, if you look at our record in the world of protests, it's very interesting. If you look at our record in these years of protests on the local level, which are protests of challenging mm. what we refer to in our country as service delivery, that is a sign. And that is a sign that 
we don't only just look at, at other things, we begin to look at the system as well. Sure. So that the accountability changes because the best of us have to be accountable to the people rather than to a party that gives you the position and a party that will decide you know, that you didn't do as well as you thought you'd do. You didn't listen to us. Yeah. Remember, you are, uh, 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 you know, and then we put you off. And so I think that in our country, because we are also influenced by what is happening around the world. Indeed. People want democracy. People want accountability in the whole world. People want the human rights. People want justice. So in the 21st century, we have come also late to democracy, but we also want these things like mm-hmm. any other person. We can't be told that, no, 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 actually 50 years ago, you know, this system worked very well, so let's let's stick by it. I'm afraid we are also part of a global world influenced by the world of today. And and these election periods are also highlighted by the rise of fake news. And, I mean, social media has not made it any easier. What then becomes the role of, of the media during this time? I start by saying this challenge, amazing enough, is not only a challenge, as you know, of just Africa. It's a challenge in the whole world. Mm. And it has to do with the security effects in technology and during election time. And as you know, the United States situation hasn't helped the whole world. And so that is one of the greatest worries of the security. And that means that the media has, in my opinion, we we all discuss this, and they're not just saying here in South Africa, this is something we all talk about when we talk about these new systems we have and the technology and and the social media. How do we create partnerships with the media and institutions like the Electoral Commission, so that there is a a, a, a center of trust, you know, for the people. And there has to be a center of trust. And Mm -hmm. where is it? Because the social media is, is very active, and it's here to stay. Now, we cannot allow social media to be a very strong instrument in elections because we are talking of people competing and fighting manifestos that sometimes are sheer promises, you know. And so the the, the media, in my opinion, and this is not something I I, would just talk about, there's no solution, is that we need a new relationship Mm. and a new kind of partnership with radios, like in this case, because... The average person in our situations here listens to the radio. And that becomes the only source, very source of information that they have. Very strong. You know, not everybody is into social media. Yeah. You know, and so that is why then it is important that there is a trust and a partnership between electoral commission in our own country. New forms of partnership. We had had these partnerships before, which we had established in the early days, as you know. 
Absolutely, and that's why we're still able to access you even now. And I'm hoping um, that, you know, some of the members of the IEC are listening to this conversation and know the importance of, of partnerships uh, during this time of the year um, because we have to inform and uh, as partners. We take your calls on 0891-104-207, WhatsApp voice note on 0614-104-107. And uh, you can also connect with us at SAFM Radio, both on Twitter and Facebook and hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live. We also welcome your SMSs. I'm talking to Dr. Brigalia Bam, who's a member of South African Electoral Commission. And uh, she was uh, first commission in 1997 and uh, became the chair of the commission for 12 years and has been involved in pre-election monitoring uh, for the African Union uh, for several years. And uh, talking to the wisdom of uh, what we've learned over the years. Are you in any way perhaps consulting for the commission and uh, just uh, sharing the wisdom that you've learned over the years? Well, I am sure sure the situation has changed so much that, uh, uh, you know, time will come on how we do that, uh, all of us across the board, because really what... What we do, what uh, we do in the pre-election is to sit with electoral commissions and to sit with political parties mm. who, and to sit with governments uh, and look at these things, all of us together, to see how we can find new forms of, 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 of partnership. And I am sure also here at home, there is no doubt, I'm sure our colleagues are looking into that. And and the importance of uh, teaching uh, electorates on the responsibility uh, that comes with having a right to vote. Well, as you know, in this country, you know, it's our research during those days, it is amazing. I'm, I'm proud to say that when we did the amazing research, end of long time ago, in 1999, we were amazed that we were running all these workshops from one place to the other. Of course, we couldn't cover each and every village, let me tell you. Mm. And 90% at that time, all the information came from the radio. Can you believe that? I can believe it yes, um, because SFM radio, radio is, has 127 satellites nationwide. And yes, we all over. It is amazing. It, 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 so we relied, and then so we would do programs six 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 a.m. in the morning. Uh, know that the time when people are going to work, and then there's the radio, and then the voter education, and so and then that meant that we had to hold a lot of uh, meetings with the media people on a regular basis and workshops, uh, which was a great help. Because it was all new to us, you know, you have to understand that, you know, voter education was new. So what? What is democracy? Oh, and then we all try to struggle together with the media trying to describe what that is. And then we introduced technology. And on that, really and truly. And our technology was simple. You might remember those days, but maybe you were not there yet <laughs> because you have come. There's someone, I didn't say you're younger, but you were very young. <laughs> uh, you know, to, to, the use of, of the ID, how we're yeah. able to use the ID. It was the media we did it with them. What do they do with the ID and describe that, in fact, you can check your registration. It, it, in that time, I know people think it was so simple and straightforward. You check your registration. With your, you know, of your ID, it's a mammoth task, uh, Doctor take... cellular, and discover that those who have a cell, oh, you can now go up to the mountain. We didn't have the network, 
and we were areas where we knew that you must go up the hill in order to get the network, yeah. and then you'll be able to check. <laughs> let's take was, the news headlines, uh, Doctor Pam. That was giving the technique. Let, let's take. Let, let's take the news headlines, and uh, we'll continue and conclude uh, right after the news headlines. And uh, as I see on my screen right now, uh, the ANC is about to cut the 107-year uh, uh, cake as uh, we celebrate uh, the formation of uh, the African National Congress, uh, used to be African Native uh, Congress, and uh, now um, African National Congress. And uh, the president and the former current president and former president are about to cut the cake. Here's the news headlines with uh, Jelani Tulo. Lifetime Live with Griselda Dudumashe. All right, taking your comments, uh, questions, and uh, inputs. This is I'm an African, and uh, we're talking about the culture of elections and uh, drawing wisdom uh, from uh, the wisdom that is Dr. Brigalia Bam, a member of the South African Electoral uh, Commission, which was our first commission in 1997. And she became chair of the commission for 12 years and uh, has been involved, still is, in pre-election monitoring of the African uh, Union for several years. All right, uh, as I look uh, towards uh, my screen right now, um, they've just uh, popped bottles of champagne. I hope there's none alcoholic as well. <laughs> and the president <laughs> is raising a glass. All the glasses are charged as they're about to toast. And I see the former president and current president are doing the toast properly. You look at the person in the eye when you toast. And I'll tell you another day why uh, that is important. And it's a conversation for another day. Now, Dr. Bam, let's talk about the importance um, then of educating uh, those communities you were still telling us about I mean the simplicity of the message and yet uh, it, it becomes profound uh, for for peace and and also to ensure that we have a responsible voter yes indeed and uh, we, we 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 now need probably to do new approaches especially to young people in South Africa um, because most young people in our country, as I see, are very much into the media, very much, uh, even youngsters. I watch with my grandchildren when they walk to visit me. I hardly have time to ask how things are in school. They are already on their phones. Yes. And I can't help but think there has to be a new way of reaching these people mm. uh, through the media they use. And uh, we have no choice. So this is a drastic change that we need to look at. Nobody these days reads much newspapers. It's it's not seen in it because everything is is available at another And so this really is a new demand or new approaches. Indeed. And and I guess uh, we're going to have to re-look at the strategies on how um, young people are reached using the same mediums. Um, But, I mean, at the same time, you're competing against uh, gossip, uh, because people appeal more to information that is of gossip in nature uh, as opposed to information that is informing. And in fact, the, the experience of other countries is that the fake news, the fake news related to elections have almost become very dangerous. Mm. Uh, because people, they will, as they vote, in the whole country, in most of our countries, in one place or another, where the communication is always good, 
people will be sending the news or false news as to who is winning. You know, just little things like that. And that's what is causing the clash. People will be making assumptions long before the day is over, mm-hmm. long before anything happens, as it is already happening now in the DRC, as you see. And the social media is very, very active. And by the time they try to to really report, you know, the real news, all kinds of stories are already going around. It's just amazing. And they're very false, very false, a number of them from what I hear from the Electoral Commission. And so this is really a challenge of, of this fake news. And um, sex serious ones related to the candidates, the candidates who will be in the list. Uh, you know, there is no privacy on people, designated individuals. Some of the things that we'll be hearing will probably be true about them. We don't know because we don't know what education they have. We don't know what experience they have. We don't know what records they have on criminality. We don't know who they mm. are. And so uh, we are nervous that these candidates who come to us, uh, we, 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 we don't know them. The social media will be telling us a lot of stories about That's them. That's it. A lot of stories. So let's because also we, give... Because no one else will be giving us stories unless the political parties are going to come up front. Yeah, yeah. To describe these candidates to us and give us the mission. But, but I can tell you the information will come very quick on the candidates. So let's also give uh, tips to new political parties um, in, in, in South Africa because uh, there seems to uh, just be a myriad of way too many political parties, um, whether it's a good thing or, or not so good thing for the democracy. Uh, for our democracy, it's, it's, a, it's a different story altogether. What are the do's and don'ts? New parties have a, better, a higher challenge because, you know, when parties come, there is people who belong to a party because of reasons of one another. Either you had always liked the party or you liked the particular leader at a particular time. But as a new party, you do not have a record. There is no memory on of any kind that people have. So come as a complete newcomer to the thing. People don't know who you are. You don't have uh, anything. And so that becomes important. And secondly is... The trust levels, I think, for us as society, have become very, very low. Uh, the trust levels of simple individuals and people. We, 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 and maybe I am, I'm generalizing, of course, when I mm. say that. I'm not saying that each and every South African doesn't trust. But trust levels, and so it's going to be very difficult for parties. We don't know them. Um, who are these people who will be uh, uh, leading us? Where do they come from? What is their background? Who are the followers of these people? What has motivated them mm. to be doing the kind of, of thing they want to do for us? And so it, and it is coming at a very difficult time of desperation. We are very desperate. We have become, and the Zonda Commission has affected, I would think, most South Africans on the level of our mistrust. I think that has heightened it. And so for a new party, how do we know now? How do we know what's going to happen with the new party? And so the new party are in a a very difficult area of, uh, of really trust, trust.
that's fundamental. People vote because they trust you. They trust what the party will do for them. And unfortunately, uh, I, I don't think South African uh, political space allows for uh, just reflecting on the achievements of, of uh, the parties. Currently, all we see are just uh, infightings and uh, name calling. Uh, people just don't take time out to just look at what have we delivered? What have we achieved thus far? You, you, you see, you, you know, human nature, I, we call it, you know, uh, searching for the wrong, you know, with mm. the, the, the negative that we even have forgotten. And that is what is sometimes we have forgotten. And I say that especially to many of us of my generation and I offer what apartheid was like. Yeah. It's even harder for younger people who never experienced apartheid mm. because they have different expectations. And so those wonderful things that have happened, some of them are not measurable. You know, it's measurable. You can't measure dignity. You can't measure it. it. You can't measure humility. Mm. And so those are the things that are so important that happened to to us as black people in this country is the feeling of belonging somewhere and the feeling of being proud uh, of your own identity, that you are a child of God, you can't measure those things. Mm. But they are so important, you know, and those are the things that have happened. Yes, wonderful things that and many of us are lucky who made it in the middle class world of acquisitions, of homes, and, and cars, and, uh, and being able to get special salaries, no special salaries for black mm. people. Those are very important things that have happened, and that is why we have a growing middle class. That's it. Otherwise, it wasn't there before. Positive things need to be said. Institutions are working with all the challenges they face, but they are all in place. For better or for worse, they That's are there operating. And those are some of the things we must really celebrate. Indeed. Dr. Baum, but thank you. But then it gets difficult because then the, the, the negatives and the suffering of other people, and I'm using the word suffering really mm. in its true form, is just overwhelming. So you can't even enjoy sometimes uh, your own meal and uh, your own possessions here. Yeah. Indeed. Thank you. Thank you very much uh, for us. I feel like I've, I've just been to a school uh, where so much insight has been shared. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Brigaliabam. All right. Thank you so much. And uh, I, I want to say especially, you know, to, to, to everybody else, the media is, is a very key, and I say this everywhere I travel, a key partner in elections. In other countries, elections are run entirely. There's no electoral commission. Mm. They're run entirely by the media. <laughs> so thank you very much for the work thank that you. you are doing. We appreciate it very much. Thank you very much. That is thank Dr. Brigalia Bam, member of the South African Electoral Commission, uh, which was our first commission from 1997 and became the chair of uh, the commission for 12 years and has been involved in pre-election monitoring for uh, African uh, Union for several years.